Welcome to Cinema Bushido. This episode, we are talking about the 2003 Zadoichi. I think it's actually called The Blind Swordsman, colon, Zadoichi. Uh, directed and starring Takeshi Kitano. With me, as always, is the sugar in my espresso, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day is a holiday. How are you doing today? Oh, every day is a fucking holiday. Also with me, as mostly, is the great and glorious... Uh, what do they call the the prime minister of uh, Korea or whatever? Uh, anyway, Mr. Stephen Chow, how you doing, Stephen? <laughs> Hello, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah. Ah, awesome. Uh, good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, so this uh, is pretty special. Um, I think it's the only like sanctioned Zadoichi that wasn't a Shintaro Katsu. Um, Lee, give us the goods. What do you think of Zadoichi? Two words for your buddy medicinal sake <laughs> medicinal sake i need that right now cuz this is just so wonderful no this was this was i was i was worried because i love katano and i love ichi and i was worried that this was going to go the wrong way and it couldn't have been any better i uh, played played on every ichi stereotype this is my favorite ichi versus yojimbo movie uh, you know, it's a tale as old as time, as uh, as old as the top knot. You know, uh, bad people are there, and they're so they're not just bad; they're really bad, and they're oppressing this town. And despite our protestations for civility, they we all secretly want these guys to die. And Ichi wanders in, and he's gonna make a shiver when he delivers. And we got the beautiful Ronin, that's gonna be a Yojimbo, and there's gonna be a showdown, and the body count is just phenomenal Ooh. and there's even dude looks like a lady in this movie so yeah can't go wrong katano what a fucking badass indeed he he really is i, I don't think anyone else actually could have played zatoichi aside from those two men uh, shintaru katsu and takishi katano he he's really perfect in the role he uses that kind of very restrained laconic charisma that he has to to, to great effect you know he's he's very sort of blank and passive a lot of the times, but you see um, kind of amusement crossing his face as well, uh, which I I really liked. And as Lee said, um, it, it is a, a little bit like um, Yojimbo versus Zatoichi. Um, mm-hmm. That that character uh, Hatori is a, a, a lot like Yojimbo. The only thing about that though is that. I was expecting him to have some level of morality and start sort of playing the gangs off against each other, but he doesn't do that at all. It's very, very straightforward. His wife is dying, so he decides to become a bodyguard for some very bad men and without any kind of moral qualms whatsoever does some very, very bad things, which I thought was a really interesting um, sort of spin on what our expectations would be if we were familiar with these past movies. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, and I was also sort of expecting that character to have some sort of moral awakening to maybe make friends with the Zatoichi character or that they'd have some kind of back and forth, but they really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, Zatoichi kind of seems to see morally, seems to th- see things almost in black and white, and he just straight up kills the guy when he has the chance. There's no, you know, there's no kind of moral awakening. There's no, there's no give and take there whatsoever. Um, but it was, it's cool. And the whole setup is very much like Yojimbo or 
um, you know, like a sort of classic Western where you've got the stranger that comes into town and there are these rival gangs up against each other and he, and he gets right into the middle. So I, I thought it was absolutely wonderful, actually. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, yeah, so I'll start with... It, this felt to me very much like a... It really is just kind of a reimagining, like this interpretation. Because the movie is, beginning to end, its soul is Gitano, even though it's using this thing that we we all love, this character and the story. I mean, you said it, it's just like a lot of the other stories, especially, you said it, the uh, Sadoichi. That one was actually called Sadoichi Meets Yojimbo, I think, because right. they, they didn't do the versus thing. Okay. And you're right, it had layers, like they had respect and this and that. This wasn't like that at all. This this Sadoichi is very uh, stoic and dark, and he's goofy, but he's he's Kitano goofy and not Katsu goofy, if you know what I mean. But mm. I... I love it. Uh, the first time I saw it, um, I think I was kind of mad. I got out of it, and I'm just like, <laughs> "What the hell?" But it it was it was one of those like I didn't watch the movie correctly. The way you have to watch this movie, first off, you have to ignore the CGI gore because that just sucks. Mm. It's unfortunate, but that's just a movie making thing. But th- that said, you can't compare it. You have to watch this as a Katano movie, and when you watch it as a Katano movie, it is fucking magic. Can I argue with you there for a second? Of course. I I think this is the Zatoichi we all want. Like when we when it's mm. when it's him and Yojimbo, they're two protected properties in and you know they have to take care of their brand and blah blah blah. No, the reality is is Zatoichi's a badass motherfucker who has killed more people than cancer, and he and he would have fucked up Yojimbo in a heartbeat, and he does, quite literally. I mean, okay, so for the argument, I'll tell you this: real Zatoichi would not do a bunch of things that Kitano did. He First off, he was a sucker for women, and he would follow them around like it was fucking crazy. Like, he just wanted he wanted love and sex. And he was also goofy as fuck. And he knew that. He knew I'm ugly, I'm not exactly fit, I'm blind, but also I'm a badass. But there's something about the classic Zatoichi, that's what makes him who he is. He's, he's a dork, but he's also just fucking you know he's never gonna die he never would have gotten hit by anybody frankly he's never has like it just doesn't happen but kitano is way way cooler than katsu (laughs) he can't help it he's fucking takishi kitano look at him he's yeah so i disagree this is this is not the same in fact i wrote a note here i was gonna talk to you guys about it later but i'm gonna throw it out right now before we get to the next part i don't know if he's zatoichi he never introduces himself that way. Everyone calls him Masur. It's only the boss that proposes that it could be Zadoichi. Like, he never says, I'm Zadoichi. Mm. I mean, yeah. So this this could just be, like, this really is like a reimagining. Like, I don't think he's meant to be. I remember reading an interview with Kitano where he said, I'm not doing the classic cheesy, like, Zadoichi. I'm not going to ham it up. But he puts in his own style of ham. I mean, it's fucking hilarious, right? The drawn eyeballs on his eyes and and the classic stuff. There's all the physical comedies. So I I don't know if he's Zatoichi. Well, that's what makes it so good. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead, Lee. Um, Well, I was going to say was that that's what makes it so good because it's more vulgar in a sense. And it's more belligerent. And he is more... Uh, like, it, like, there's just no mercy to him. So, like, Zadoichi always kind of felt like you could watch it with your kids kind of thing. Whereas Katano's version is just, 
oh, it's just it's just magical. It's just the most magical thing. And then his twist at the end, which we won't spoil right now, it, it's just perfect. It's a perfect. Yeah, he's he's more John Wick than he is Sadovichi. I I like the idea that there's uh, there's a lot of slapstick comedy in this. Oh, so it is it is it's really recognizable as a Kitano movie. So the bit that made me realize that really early on was where you see those guys uh, sort of digging in the field. In the field. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it all becomes the music that you're listening to. And there are scenes like that in his other movies. He's very good with using sound in that way. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of physical comedy in here. And uh, a lot of that comes from a sort of the the sort of idiot character uh, Shinkichi <laughs> who has a has a lot of a lot of a good kind of physical business here so it's a it's a really funny movie and in fact one of the things I I felt quite strongly watching it was the comedy is better than the action in, in my opinion oh, the action is great yeah. but it's it's a it's funnier than it is action packed um, I like the thing you said about because um, I, I obviously you know a lot more about Zatoichi than I do but. The idea that he's not quite the classic Zatoichi because he's not chasing after women, and there's always he has that relationship with that sort of middle-aged uh, woman who's a, a farmer and he lives with her, and she says, you know, no, no funny business with me, please. And actually, nothing does happen between them. They have right. this kind of platonic relationship, which is quite sweet. Although there is that scene where he's mas- it's again a very broad piece of comedy. He's massaging her, and you see it from above, so you think they might be having sex. And <laughs> she says, oh yeah, do it harder, do it just like that. So it is kind of vulgar, but it, it's 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 a funny movie, and it is very recognizably a piece of uh, Takeshi Kitano cinema. Yeah, he knows how to blend comedy with extreme violence. We know that from mm. every film we've watched. You watch a really funny scene, and then you watch something like it's extremely violent, but it's not like in your face, Eli Roth violent. It's mm. in this case people getting you know like Lisa body count, forty people are dead, and then next scene we have the the fat retarded person running around the house yelling <laughs> with his with his staff so i loved him yeah me too i loved him he might be one of my favorite characters but yeah it's just like i love that we have all these scenes of comedy you i wrote here that just like you said that first uh seeing ichi walk by the field with the rhythmic plowers it was so mm. that is the the essence of kitano and then uh, the, the next one were uh, just overwhelmingly. It's when the uh, uh, let me get his name straight. Uh, Shinkichi is uh, training the boys. Oh, that's what, uh, don't stop! Oh, stop! Yeah. You're ruining it for me. It's my uh, fancies. It's, so, it's so good. The sound, the rhythm of the music. It's like <laughs> it's like Kitano got a rhythm in his head, and then he made this movie. Like he just mm. couldn't get it out of his head. He's like, no, oh, putting it into everything. Uh, so but, but, but the fact the fact that you can look at his film or this film and it be you know a deliberate um, continuation of an existing series and yet you can still look at it and you know even if Katana wasn't in it even if someone else was playing that role the the Satoichi role even then you would be able to see that it was his film it's so he mm-hmm. he has such a distinct style and such a distinct and sort of offbeat sense of humor. And like, that's the mark of a really great filmmaker. What, what's yeah. the most Katanoist moment in this movie? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I know mine right away. So I'm just curious what you guys have. 
For me, it is actually the the bit that I said where you see the guys hoeing in the field or digging in the field and it becomes that kind of uh, musical rhythm because it made me think of, uh, and I, I'm going to be honest, I can't remember the name of the movie. We, di- we did it in a, in a previous podcast, but you see those guys on the beach and they're doing uh, like fake sumo wrestling mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of jumping up and, and around. Hanabi. It immediately made me think of that. Yeah, fireworks, Hanabi. No, it wasn't Hanabi. It was the earlier. It was oh, earlier so film. it was a Sona team. Sona team. Sona team. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. we yeah. were trying to think of last night when you were drunk. Exactly. I was Sona drunk. Team. Okay. Awesome. Well, I would say the most Kitano moment. This is going to just be crazy. But the end of this film. So we have a huge scene of action, and then we go to tap dancing. dancing. Yes. And I was like, I'm like, okay. So as you know from our. Uh, Let's get stuck into uh, podcast yeah. on mm-hmm. on the town. Matthew Whitaker is not so much of a dance enthusiast, but watching them, the skill and the fun and the precision, and, and the fact that that Kitana would put that at the end of the movie, it's just like it was insane. It was like so much for the brain to take in. I sat there watching it, mesmerized. Mm. Yeah. The most Kitana. I like that too. But it's like uh, he's letting everyone take a bow. That's what really it is. It's a cur- it's a curtain call yeah, in the movie, is. and uh, I like and you know that because he shows the two geishas yeah. old, Go young, and then he shows young. them young. We yeah. need to we need to see them. They have to take a bow. I, that was uh, that was class. That yeah, was it was a great fucking moment. beautiful. I mean, that was mm. the. Uh, I just was overwhelmed. The, yeah, the uh, most catanoist moment for me is Mrs. Yeah. Umi is talking to the two geishas and her nephew. <laughs> and uh, she's she looks over because Ichi's been out of the camera the whole time, and he's got fake eyes that are like bulging out of his head. And she's like, "Oh, don't look at me, those eyes!" And then you see it, and it's just a practical joke. It's totally Katano all the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think. Um, okay, so to be fair, Stephen's scene is the moment I realized I'm watching a Katano film and not a mm-hmm. Zatoichi film, and Lee's moment is the moment where it is the most Kitano moment. And the moment I brought up was just kind of the, let's, this is it. This is... Yeah. I so love that enjoy. moment, though. That was beautiful. Yeah. I, I was, I was like, dancing around the house, because I don't like to sit, sit down when I watch movies, and I was just like, yeah, I was dancing around. I was like, yeah, it's great. Okay, so when I, when I watched that moment, I thought, I watched that moment, and I thought, now Matthew likes musicals. <laughs> oh! It's true! It's true! Uh, yeah, I was like... Matthew, i got a follow-up question for you. Without getting too personal, is this your favorite non-pornographic movie to masturbate to? <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty good. It's got a, a, every theme I need, um, but as you know, no nudity. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, let's spin around. This is a great start. Uh, let's get to our first favorite scene, and I will start with Lee, based on pure enthusiasm. Okay. So, um, th- this like blew my fucking mind. Like, in a way that if drugs had done that, when I was young, I'd still be doing them. Uh, the uh, Katano, has, who, he's he's just about to kill the final bad guy, and he reveals he can see. And his eyes are open, and they look like demon's eyes. And he, he, he blinds the bad guy, who's been undercover the whole time. You know, you just think he's just some, like, basically almost a bum. Who's all like broke back mountain looking and stuff? You know he's all sad and and then you find out that that he's really the boss. He he he's like ready to die. He's got this cool tattoo. He's like 
he looks like a real Yakuza motherfucker. And then Ichi's like, nah, brah, and just blinds him. And he's like, you gotta live to be blind. And then they show at the very end of the movie, Zatoichi, and his eyes are open. He's like, with my, even with my eyes open, I can't see. And I was like, oh, I can't see a thing at all. And I was like, oh, this is... This is the most like out of all because they kind he kind of twists things he he knows the Zatoichi model the the formula but he kind of tweaks it and he, the story isn't that complicated and a lot of Ichi movies are kind of complicated and you know you got to kind of follow along it's a simple story and 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 the bad guys are lying in wait you got to watch it a second time to really appreciate it and you know and the whole thing works out and then at the very end he's like I can see and even though I can see. I can't see anything at all with my eyes open. I was like, that is, that, that, this movie and that scene made me a Katano fanboy for life. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, yeah, so the exact line was, even with my eyes open, I cannot see a thing. I loved it. Um, what, one thing I thought about that, like, as we watch all these sequences, this movie is a lot, like, it's pretty much the blind samurai version of It Follows, because he did not stop. He just keeps chasing on all the way up to the end where yeah he killed the man that you're talking about it's awesome but he all doesn't right. try and have sex with anybody that's true but uh, the it one is like it's the it's follows of of bad um bad yakuza bosses mm. all right steven okay. you're up yeah i was saying that i i feel that this movie is more successful as a comedy than an action movie although i enjoy all of the action um there's one so the funniest scene really for me <laughs> we've all, we've all Right now, I run past you naked, which is the I know, loincloth. I that. <laughs> and then he, and then when uh, this is my favorite scene, but then when he throws the log yes. and it, hit, it hits the guy in the head, I just that that's a katana moment. I thought that was really really funny. Mm. The guy just running round and round and round. Um, wait, okay, I want to say, but not a Zadoichi moment because Zadoichi would never be that cruel to someone. He would have like no. known his a dullard, and he would have like helped him in some way that's the, it's have... a piece of broad slapstick comedy isn't it that's yeah, the it, sonatine it scene worked. that's the sonatine scene where the kid's fucking fucking up while he's washing his car right <laughs> and then he whoops his and then it cuts out so you don't get to see the action and then you just see the guy mm. all fucked up yep but it's like i was saying it is fun the idea that that katana would take this existing property that's really incredibly well known and take it pay respect to it but at the same time put his own stamp on it i mean that's that's really uh a really impressive thing to do you know that it, it is it is a zatoichi movie although there is this ambiguity about whether he's really zatoichi but it is that and yet at the same time it's very distinctly takishi katana that's really cool that, that's that's a neat trick i thought a lot uh, in my head with like should this like should katana have done zatoichi yes and uh, you obviously said Stephen, nobody else could have first off but secondly, mm. did this could this just have been another like just could we had another Katano movie and set it in the Edo period and but no like he does it's it's if you just stay back and you just say reimagine it because this is you couldn't have you could not have Katano coming in and trying to play Shintaro Katsu it no. would have been dumb it would have been mm. it would have been kind of it would have been a waste. It would have been a waste yeah. of everybody's resources. Yeah. So that's all. But here's what I want. I want a sequel. I want more. No, I, me too. I, I, w- I mean, this is, this is, a f- this is what, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think that he should have carried on the series. I think he should have done a few more. Well, I mean, if he did it, it would be one thing. But this is one of these things where I pray that they never touch this again because they need to leave that shit alone. 
because you you've got the actual Ichi movies, which were which is from what I've seen are just amazing, and then you have this one modern day adaptation in Living Color with CGI blood that is just amazing. This is like uh, this is one of the best movies we've ever watched. This is like top tier movie, and I don't want them to touch it. I I mean Kitano's getting too old. Just leave it alone. Leave but it I alone. mean back then. Oh, yeah. I, I don't mean now, Lee. I mean, I wish there was one in 2005. Yeah, that would have been right. awesome. One in 2007. Yeah. I, I wish but, he'd done more because it's so good. And I think we'll all agree with this. They've tr- they've done it. So Blind Fury, uh, which is funny, it's great. Uh, it's not... It's the same idea, I guess, in a, in a really odd way. We, it'd be easy to shit on Blind Fury because it was so dysfunctional and fucked up. But it really was just something odd in its own world. 1989, bam. So then we have this. But then they followed it with two other ones. So there was this movie called Ichi, which had a blind female, who I guess was technically his daughter and somehow blind as well. But it's not good. She isn't just perfectly kick-ass. She kicks a lot of ass, but she also has way too many moments of just complete mediocrity. And then they did this movie called Zadawichi The Last, uh, which was a Toho-released one. Um, 2010, and it was terrible. It was terrible. It would be equivalent to what we're talking about right now, but they didn't get Kitano. They got a guy named uh, Shingo Katori, and it was terrible. Yeah. I don't have better words for that. Should I do my favorite scene now? Yeah. It's time. <laughs> it's time, sir. I, I was going to say, so the one I was going to do, and I, I was saying that I liked the comedy in it, and that my favorite comedy scene really is the one we've already discussed, mm-hmm. where He's getting hit on the head repeatedly by the guys he's trying to train. That that's it's perf- that's perfection. It so was I, profound. I it was awesome. The music was terrific. <laughs> I was yeah. I was I was laughing out loud. No question. But the other one I really like, and it's, it, it's the same character, the Shinkichi character, who's a sort of bumbling gambler who always loses his money. He he's in the gambling den with uh, Zatoichi, uh, and Zatoichi is winning and winning and winning and winning. And then so he decides to try it himself. Yeah. with his eyes closed as a blind man. And so he's sitting at home with his eyes closed and he, he sort of upturns the cup with the dice and it hits him on the foot. And he's like, ow! And then he tries it again and the dice kind of skitters across the floor. And he's like, oh, I lost a dice. And that in itself is funny. And and then he goes to the gambling den and he's sitting there with his <laughs> eyes closed and the boss is like, what the fuck are you doing? You gamble or you leave. And he's getting really uptight with himself. And he says, don't call me Shinkichi, I'm a client. And he's like, you used to work for me, I fired you. And then and then he goes, oh, now you're for it. And then he shuts his eyes, puts all of his money down and loses it in one go. <laughs> and then he just he just gets up, straightens his clothes and just walks right out yeah. without any money at all. It's just classy. very funny, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, that reminds me, um, Lee will remember this. I don't think you were on this podcast but they did the same thing in another set of we cheat where um, the the fox. Remember yeah, the that? fox, episode ten. That's movie yeah, number yeah. ten. So, so um, what he did is he was really bad at sword fighting. So he just closed oh, his yeah. eyes and acted like Ichi, and then he was able to kill everybody. Yeah. Like he killed like a room of samurai. Well, okay, maybe not a room, but he killed like four guys. Yeah, like but just by guys. keeping his eye closed, and and he got the posture of Ichi. He like bit over and yeah, <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> Uh, I need to watch more of those movies. I, I really do. I want to do some sort of a binge at some point. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, Lee, you're up. Um, so uh, another one that of mine that I really loved 
was because um, you you know that the the Ichi trope is that they're gonna fuck with him at the gambling house because he wins mm-hmm. too much, and he and you're waiting for the trickery, right? Like they always have some inge- ingenious way of like doing how they're fucking over Zatoichi, and in this one, it's just like there's no there's no thought about it. He's like the dice sound different, and then he just cuts the guy's arm and they just. <laughs> kills the whole room like everybody's getting chopped up like they're getting chopped up in ways that you'd have to do acid and think about to to kill somebody and there's like a at one point there's a blade that falls down on somebody from the roof i mean that was so funny it's just brilliant he just it's just it's just murder everywhere everyone is dead and i was and then he just he, they just walk away i was like yeah. that is it's funny later on Shinkiichi was just like, uh, we had a bit of a problem like, at the gambling place. <laughs> a bit of a problem. Okay. When they're with dude yeah. looks like a lady and his sister, that was fucking hell. That was also hilarious. He's like, you don't smell like a woman. I was like, oh, you've been busted. Uh, dude, the smell thing he had going through this, like when um, when the, it wasn't the Ginzo boss, it was uh, uh, the OG boss or I don't know, whatever. He was like, how did you know? I told you this was the it follows thing. I kept following. Mm. He's like, it's the smell. He's like, yeah. I could smell you that one day, and you still smell as rotten now. So I was able to track you, and I was just like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. All right, well, you guys, I think will appreciate this. Um, I have a bunch of them, honestly, and we could just go all day talking these. I'll throw just a quick one in since we're not. Well, we could go second rounds, but you could steal it from me. The house music that they're fixing the house. I was so pissed. That those assholes burned down the house. <laughs> I was pissed. I'm like, don't like poor um, Ume, and she's now like she was like the only person anybody could go to. Like she had a house and Ichi was living there. I was just pissed. They burned it down. So then, yeah, after all this, they, there's this huge group of people and they're, it's all the neighbors and they're building a new house and and it was great because it's got rhythmic and the music came back and I was like, it's the sighing and the. Boop, boop, boop. I was like, yeah, clap it along. It was the best. But, and I, I, I'm not being unfair here. You can stick with me. My favorite thing is as it follows, he's going on um, the attack of the ninjas. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> why were there fucking ninjas? But then he's just like, they're flying out of nowhere. Like, they're literally appearing in front of him, and he's just slashing the fuck out of them. And they're, they're dying one after another. It was just beautiful. He's walking into a small town for our listeners. And, out of the earth pop two men and he kills them down like slashes them instantly and then they just keep flying out of the woodwork it, i don't know he kills like six people before he finds the boss it's beautiful i think that's my favorite and the house awesome. and the yelling neighbor kid <laughs> and <laughs> the, the house, sick fighting the, the house scene is a callback to yojibo again where they're going to smoke out yeah. yeah it is yeah i thought that as well very much this this film is very very aware of that that the the hanturi character is definitely a play on yojimbo but it's done it's done really cleverly because yojimbo is this kind of morally ambiguous character who sort of does something ultimately does something good but his motives maybe aren't that good but this guy it, it you know it is morally ambiguous because he's looking after his wife but at no point does he do you see any sense that he questions the fact that he's just going around murdering people for really bad guys I, th- I just thought, you know, they set up this clever expectation that you think that one thing's going to happen, but then Zatoichi just kills him. And here's the twist, is that the guy that he's got to really fight at the Fuckface clan, the Fuckface mm. gang, looks just like Toshiro yeah. Mufune and has his mannerisms. 
and yet the real Yojimbo doesn't really have the mannerisms of Toshiro Mifune. Mm. No, that guy was very kind of restrained, wasn't he? Very controlled. And he's like he, the way he moved his face and stuff, it wasn't as good as Toshiro Mifune, but it was mm. definitely there because they have that that weird kind of animalistic kind of movement and facial features and the way they act. And he was the same kind of way. And you're like, he was very, like you say, he's very efficient in the way he executes people. And then they mm. go out into the field and Yojimbo versus old Yojimbo, you know, who won. He beats mm-hmm. the hell out of him with the stick, you mean? You, that guy. No, 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 no. The, um, the, there was that other clan, that other gang. The oh, yeah. And the he, other, no, yeah, the other, uh, like, master bodyguard. Remember this, Stephen, when they go into the gambling house after everybody's been mm. slaughtered one time before, there's this group mm. of thugs there watching the matches, and there's that this guy fun. who's like Toshiro Mifune, and he looks like he's just pissed off, right? And then mm. um, the, the... He's like old Toshiro Mifune. Exactly! Yeah. And the, and these guys come in there to cause trouble. Got the swagger. For Ginzo. Yeah, without the handsomeness. And then he, yeah. he, and then he just comes in there, wrecks them all, and breaks this one guy's neck, and then the guy's like boss ginzo or whatever his name is is going to want a, a showdown that's the that's like the toshiro mifune clone yeah. versus yeah. the yojimbo that katano casts and that was mm. epic uh, and he cuts him right down doesn't he yeah exactly yeah. which Easily. is perfect yeah. because like you expect like you were saying like we have all these expectations and you expect things mm. to go one way but toshiro but katano is just such a damn genius he twists it around, and then he mm. just gets cut down. It's anticlimactic, and you're like, that Actually, still that's feels an good. awesome scene. That's an awesome scene because you see the kind of uh, Tashiro Mifune type stand-in. Imagine how he's going to cut down the Yojimbo as cast by Takeshi Kitano. You see him imagine it, and then you see the way the fight goes down, and you, you can see it on his face. He's going for the move. But then he just oh, gets yeah. sliced, yeah. and he goes down. I, that's that. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That is perfect. Interesting that they had um, the Masur. Because he really, again, I don't think he's Zedoichi. I think he lives in the realm of Zedoichi. Like, he knows about Zedoichi, and that's why he chose to close his eyes and become more aware. Uh, mm. But that said, um, there's the scene where the, I mean, the Masur does get hit with a sword. I don't think, uh, actually, Ichi would ever have gotten hit. But he does. In You see, this is the thing. It's the, in Yojimbo... Or is it Zatoichi meets Yojimbo or whichever way around it is? Did he get hit in that? He, do, he yeah. did. Yeah, he did. He, in fact, he sort of lost the fight. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a there's a line in this movie where it says something like, um, oh, shit. if um, he's saying something like, if I met this guy, Zatoichi in this movie is saying, yeah. if I if I met him, would I be stronger? And he says, if you were in the dark, you'd be no, stronger. No, it was the other way around. It was so really funny. And I just want to correct it because it was really clever. He said... It's 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 Kitano asking uh, Shinkichi. He said, uh, "What about what if it were pitch black?" And it made mm. him think about it. He said, "Well, if it were at if it were pitch black, then you would be the victor." And yes. it, that's why it disturbed me because when we got there, we had the bonfire, right? And I'm like, "Ah, mm. it isn't pitch black." No. So, but it was already settled before it, that because in the mm. in the bar he had already shut him down and been like, it's not grabbed in here to do. And on top of that, in the, you know, think about it from like a, a proprietary perspective. Like you have Yojimbo who's worth a lot of money as a character and Zaruichi who's worth a lot of money as a character. So you can't yeah. have them clobbering each other. 
Kitano is not constrained at all. Right. Mm. That's why. We what I, what I was trying to say is, is is in uh, in Zatoichi meets Yojimbo, that it, it's exactly the same thing. It, it, it's you accept that Yojimbo could beat Zatoichi in the daylight, but if it was dark, he wouldn't stand a chance. And I thought they kind of played on that a little bit. I thought there was that was kind of slightly referential to that film. I took it a little bit more literally. I was just like, no, the reason why we get the Katano beatdown is because, um, because is because Ichi is the better is the better guy. Mm. That's I just I just I, I always thought going into that movie yeah. I thought Ichi's gonna kick his ass. That's exactly yeah. how I thought about it. And Ichi, well, and there's would. no other way it's gonna go down. I mean. I would love to watch that scene um, of Hattori killing nameless guy. I, I'm, it's unfortunate I don't have his name. Um, I feel like I looked through the list to try to figure out who he was, and the names were too obscure. He could be Shoken Kunamoto as rival swordsman, but I don't know. I didn't catch his name. Anyway, um, I want to tell you guys a couple things. Uh, there are two heroes uh, at Rotten Tomatoes. First off, this has a... 86%, which is pathetic. Uh, it should no. be 10% more. 40. 112. 110. Uh, 100 and 100. <laughs> to, it should be anyway. six, 600%. <laughs> to, the, to the 10th power. Boom! Powers. That's how you get there right, the math. There is a reviewer named Christy Lemire, and she writes, The Blind Swordman's Adoichi begins life as a straight-up samurai movie, evolves into a slapped slapstick comedy and ends as a rousing tap dance musical perfectly subbed up Christy uh, there's also a gentleman uh, Rene Rodriguez from the Miami Herald top critic yeah whatever that means Rene anyway he said this is a wonderfully odd movie proof that an artist can leave his personal stamp on any film no matter what the genre and I agree wow yeah. obvious Perfect. comment didn't haven't we been saying that repeatedly yeah. <laughs> the course of this hey Renee you obviously have watched some Kitano films so good on yeah. you there's mm. a gentleman named Roger Moore um not, and he not the like Roger a, Moore he looks like a real dipshit he's from the Orlando Sentinel and he said this isn't artsy violence just violence and pretty pedestrian for a samurai picture fuck you Roger Moore Roger Moore I want to pee in your butthole after I'm done fucking your mother. <laughs> exactly, Roger Moore. That's, that's it's your turn, Stephen. It's your turn, Stephen. I I could like to strangle you with Brian Bosworth's thong. <laughs> Roger, stop reviewing movies if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, you really should, man. You really yeah. should. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. Final thoughts? Uh, we'll start with Leroy, uh, since I started with him originally. This movie is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to watch it again. I had to watch it to wash my brain away from another movie. This movie will be one of my all-time favorites. It's satisfying in a way that I think no Ichi movie has been to date that I've seen. And Katano solidifies himself as a tour de force. Yeah, that's beautiful. I agree with everything you said. I, I tell you what, though, I do want to bring up one thing, which I think has been slightly the elephant in the in the room: the the bloodshed. Is that been yeah. was that a problem for other people? The the CGI blood because I felt like the action's good in this movie. I mean, it really is good. It's well choreographed. It's violent. But I felt like I, I really wanted practical effects, and I was very aware. Can I? Can I? I don't want to read my notes without doing my Stephen impression. Oh dear. 
on my notes, I said, if the CGI blood affects this movie for you, you must be a bellend. Yeah, there you go. So am I a bellend? No. I guess I must be. I mean, you, you have a... We all have bellend streaks. Cause, I it's mean, the elephant in the room. I'm, I'm accepting that you brought it up just because our listeners will probably be like, well, that was the fucking lamest part, and they're not even talking about it. I mm. came into this, don't fucking worry about it. Like, mm. okay, there's a technical, like, technical problem. Mm. And it's, like, purely peripheral. Mm. It doesn't change the story. It just no. kind of sucks to watch. Well, I mean, mm. I mean, CGI Blood, really, outside of maybe 300, has always been bad. But it the thing is, is, for me, is that I don't... It doesn't pull me out because I'm excited to see where the blade goes next. Right? Like, yeah. you know, I don't... It's we Like, the only time it really stood out really, really bad is when dude looks like a lady kills somebody. Um, yeah. or his sister, I don't know. They all look like ladies to me. Um, but, uh, anyway, other, outside of that, it's, it, there are some scenes uh, that are pretty bad, but it, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't go, I don't go, oh, I'm very aware I'm on the couch. Cause I'm excited to see where the act, where Katano is taking me next. I, I, I just got, I got completely engaged into the movie right away. Yeah. I'll tell you what I would say is that he gets away with it because the characters are good. The comedy is good. The story is good. So you get totally drawn into it. But if this was, say, Lone Wolf and Cub, and it was like that, mm-hmm. it would bother you. I mean, I, I felt like uh, if you're going to have really extreme bloodshed on the screen, you need to kind of, you need to feel it. It needs to be visceral. And although every other aspect of the movie is brilliant, and the choreography of the violence is brilliant, that does take a little bit off the quality of the film. And I, I wonder I whether he uh, yeah, I-, I wonder whether he did it because it's easier or whether the budget was too low or whether he's just not used to directing this kind of stuff. Ooh, I, read, I, mean, I read this, mm, I'll tell you. Mm, um, mm. I, it was like this idea that this was like a newer technology. Exactly. Mm. It, would be, yeah. it would be better than trying to just do the slash stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, And it, it's looked good in other films. I just think it was poorly executed. And mm. I'm sure Katano, if you talk to Katano, I'm sure he'd be like... Yeah, that fucking sucks. CGI but, blood yeah, in general is bad. I mean, mm. I don't. But it was new at the time. I mean, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, yeah, but they didn't do it in Kill Bill, and that must have been what around the around the same no, time. No, Tarantino knew. Like, yeah, Tarantino came what I mean. into this making mm. uh making a comedy drama with some action. You know, you he, know what he he'd does. Shot pe- he'd shot people in movies though, and he hadn't used CGI blood for that. I mean, that's easier. It's squibs, isn't it? Exploding yeah. in blood yeah. packs. But yeah, yeah. I, I just felt like he should have known that you need real blood spraying everywhere. And he, okay, surely he must have. Hey, watched Eeyore, Eeyore, your tail is in the other room. <laughs> you go get it, and we'll finish this off. So anyway, most wonderful fucking film. Uh, yeah. It is wonderful. I agree a hundred percent with that. I just think that it's something that is worth mentioning because it's it's very obvious it's time for the top six challenge <laughs> and now sorry that, i'm sorry that i ruined the party <laughs> no, I no, no we were all Shall I just leave now no I... <laughs> no hey, you know what i heard you win, leave. You win a new I album leave. and you can get it on <laughs> itunes so why don't you go listen to that <laughs> Fuck. i'm release an album called uh takashi katini <laughs> <laughs> Takashi Katini. I'll just stop. Carry on. He has the quiz. Quiz. I just, I just love the fact that it was just silent, <laughs> just like... silence, dead silence. But it needed to be mentioned because it, it is, it is an issue. 
I mean, you're right and you're right and you're wrong because it's like I'm it, right and I'm right. I like I liked you first time because because you're no, right. Uh, you're right that it's an issue, but it's like brutally obvious. Like and I, don't I guess know why what I mentioned what I'm going in for both of you. I mean, Lee is totally on my side here, and Stephen, fuck off. <laughs> no, but, yeah, no. Is, I'm saying that I really like the movie. I, All I I'm saying is that. Um, it's not worth talking about. We've spent more no, time it is. It in is. this podcast talking about it than we did talking about that awesome retired guy running around. <laughs> with his I mean, we can talk about that some like, more if you'd like. We could have spent he ran around five... over and over and over again. So. Yeah, five more minutes of him just... <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about he that. He had all great day. thighs. Like, that guy must have been really powerful. Like, imagine, he could play offense. Should, should he we could play O-line. talking about his thighs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going to have strong thighs. He's been running round and round and round over and over again holding a spear. Of course he's going to have strong You want to see a good ass? Great glutes as well. Great glutes. <laughs> I want a whole movie about him. Yeah, just you know. he redoes his banner. The story of the retard. All right, so it's time, finally, for the top six challenge. Uh, who's starting out? Which one of you bastards? Him. Are you sure? I'll tell you the first question has to do with a famous Italian singer. Uh, I'll take that one. Ooh, look who's switching around. And see, he says he never does it. Well, he says he never does it except with Steven. I don't know if you'll get this That only anyway. applies to sex, not um, not to questions. You know that. All right, well, I think I have the first three questions that are all about blind people. So this one, name oh. the famous Italian singer who became blind in a sports accident at the age of 12. I have no clue who was blind at the age of 12. He's blind his whole career singing. I don't know. Uh, It's Andrea Bocelli. Bocelli! Oh, no, I didn't know he was blind. I didn't know he was blind, actually. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's the only person, I forget where the venue, but he's the only person who got a standing ovation and got a second uh, got a second performance not even Pavarotti got it i own like three of his cds you're fucking killing me dude yeah, oh i didn't know I he was blind it was like written for you he's a famous oh, tenor really. uh he's because it's like they always say the opera's dead but it's not and he comes along and i mean i don't prefer him over Pavarotti, but a lot of people do oh. isn't it isn't it Pavarotti? it's Pavarotti. I don't know if you're right on that. Well, you you would not know that. You're right. What, what okay. do you think it is, okay. Matthew? I think it's Pavarotti. No, it's, it's definitely there's an O in there. It's Pavarotti. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I want each of you to give me a, an impersonation of either Bocelli or Pavarotti. La uh, Donna Mobile. Go. Uh, Pavarotti would be. Yeah. He doesn't know it either. Except I was doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bravo okay, bravissimo okay number two is for steven who is the famous blind novelist who is known to have written one of the best known dystopian novels hmm i even blind. think he's from your little island Right, okay. Um, blind dystopian novel. Yeah, but he uh, wrote a lot of other shit. He wrote a lot of... Uh, yeah, okay. 
I haven't got the faintest idea. I don't... I'm just going to say... Um, Aldous Huxley? That's right. Yes! That's right. How the wow. did you get that? Yeah. Damn it! Fuck. Yeah. I, I didn't he know he was did... blind. It was just a guess. Yes, exactly. Which is all I was going for. God damn it. Yeah. I thought you were going to miss it, and I was going to be so happy. And I was thinking George Orwell or Aldous Huxley, no. and I went with Aldous. No, Orwell. Yeah, you're really good. Okay, so wow. is that... Uh, yeah, one to zero. Leroy Brown. Yes, Satan. Uh, what this should be for uh, Stephen because I think you get it, but you won't. Uh, <laughs> I'm such an asshole. What blind musician has a song featured in 2009's Inglorious Bastards? Um, I'm gonna Ooh, go baby. with uh, Stevie Wonder. Oh, you're so close. It's the other one, Ray Charles. I was gonna say Ray Charles too because I was like <laughs> Georgia, Georgia, <laughs> but I was like, no, no. 2009, those people don't know anything about Ray Charles. Yeah, he had some song. I don't even know what it is. It's called, like, uh, I don't know. I'm just when you say the other one, what is it exactly that you mean? Uh, Ray Charles. St- Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder are the two most famous black blind well, and okay. jazz souls. They're both it's, good. They, they're, the, the double, they're both double Bs, black and blind. Yes, black, <laughs> blind, and doing... No. You, Jazz you guys are insensitive. Slash. It's African and or American. Everybody knows that. Okay. Okay. Okay, so next one. Uh, this one's for... I'm not touching. I'm I'd not like touching to have any my, of this I'd stuff. like to have my name removed from this podcast. Stephen. Stephen. It's an uh, Anchorman joke. How do you not know that? Anchorman 2. Remember they have the no, boss? Thank God it's an Anchorman joke. I'm just like always on the edge just like, What? You don't remember that? Remember they had the boss and they're like all freaked out because it's it's I've a woman. Them both, but I just remember. I, I have to be honest; they're not that funny. What? Yeah, I still what? love you anyway, even though you're fucking wrong. Fuck off! I'm not done. I mean, I like Step Brothers. <laughs> like that was funny. Anchorman but is somehow hilarious. Anchorman just doesn't hit it home for me. I'm not gonna touch that with a ten foot dick. I mean, pole all right. Well, here we go, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yuko Teaki, who played. Geisha Okinu Naritu was also in another Kitano movie we reviewed. What movie was it? That was the girl Geisha. Yeah. If you didn't get that. Yeah, I haven't there were no transvestite geishas in his other films as far as <laughs> I know. Well he was in a he was in a movie called Taboo where um there was ah, yes. Kabuki I was thinking it could be uh, sort of gi he she. Mm-hmm. Anyway, never mind. Cut that bit out. Um, <laughs> no, keep it in. <laughs> leaving it. Keep leaving it in. It. Go, yeah. Go on. Fuck you, Matthew. Um, <laughs> Stephen has a Lee moment. We appreciate it. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to go with Hanabi. You got it. it was Damn! Tremendous. You've been on today, dude. This is not fair. Uh, you know what? It was a 50-50, and I thought Sonatine would have been too early. She would have been too young. Well, technically, we also did. You weren't a part of it, but we did Brother. Ah, okay. Yeah, I was thinking, well, there's three movies, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Tanaka's Widow, you'll remember uh, Kitano's character sending her all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember that? She does, yeah, and she wore that really ugly sweater. Yeah, he had this guilt about uh, Tanaka dying, because that was the scene they kept revisiting of Tanaka getting shot to fuck. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Tanaka's widow, she, he kept sending her all sorts of awesome shit. Anyway. Mm. So, yeah, that was her again. And she was a, in a third one as well. She was in Kukujiro, uh as the mom of the little boy who uh, 
katana was transporting across Japan. If mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, watch Kukajiro. It's the best. Okay. Number five, Lee. Tadanobu Asano, who played Hattori Genosuke, was in Thor and its sequel. Who did he play? He was uh, he was Yojimbo. To make yeah, dumb yeah, it down yeah, for you. Yeah, you got it done. Yeah, I was like, what? Hattori. Sounds like a whore. Um, <laughs> well, he have to, he's in Thor 1 and 2, so he'd have to be a... Uh, an actual um, Asgardian. So was he I'm Odin? Gonna... No, he's not. Okay. Don't be a cunt. Um, he may have been Thor. I don't know. He was one of the three. Was he Thor's mother? He was one of the three <laughs> homies. I can't remember the name. But there's three homies. There's a fat one, a blonde one, and an Asian one. And then there's also yeah. the chick. But I, I, I fail. I drink a lot. I don't yeah. Know. His name was Hogan. Yeah. Ho is the emphasis. Hogan. All right, so um, Stephen's already won, uh, but I'm going to give this uh, to Stephen, this last question. Mm -hmm. But Lee, uh, I want you just to jump in if you know as well, because you've already lost hardcore. But I think you know the answer. Which Setoichi film do you think was best rated? We have covered it. The Fox, by far. It's number 10, dude. Hmm? It's my favorite Mm -hmm. one. Okay. Zatoichi meets Yojimbo because it's one of the few that I've seen. Yeah. It was actually number one, the one called Tale of Zatoichi. Oh, oh yeah. What? How is that? The highest no. rated. The fox is Well, it was black awesome. and white, and Shintaro was bald, and he looked awesome, and it first told the story. The fox. It's a classic. The fox, uh, the, the fox is amazing. That is an amazing film. And I also love um, that first one we did, Zatoichi Challenged. That yeah, is sure. also a great one, but that's probably the only time I've ever seen Zatoichi who could have possibly been beat. Maybe. Well, I didn't tell you guys the award for winning this Top 6 Challenge is you're the best person in the world. So, Steven, wow. enjoy. Wow. Twice in a row. You're ruining the best, illusion, Steven. You can't tell him that. Best person in the world. Wow. Thanks. Thanks. I, I'd like to thank. Uh, I'd like to thank you and... My mother and God and Tom Hanks. We love your mom so much. <laughs> All right, everybody stop for a moment. Quit tucking uh, your balls my... in between your cheeks and let's get out, let's get this over with because that's a rom Don't, don't tuck them. <laughs> um, hey, if you, enjoyed, if you enjoyed this podcast, go to ScreenMayhem.com where you're going to find a whole bunch of other awesome podcasts. Uh, let's get stuck into Bill Murray. Uh, Tom Hanks. Did, uh, we did a cool... No, we did not do... To, we're never we should do Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. We should. No, fuck Tom yes. Hanks. I'll, I'll, anyway. do, I'll do the editing if you can help me recalibrate my thing. I like it when he says, this is my submarine. Oh, <laughs> I, the, red, the Hunt for okay. Red October. I watched that the other day. Yeah. Tom Hanks fuck is not in the Hunt for he, Red he was October. In he was. He was. He was <laughs> the submarine. You didn't know that. <laughs> you just made me spit my wine back into my glass. I bitch. thought he was Sean Connery in that movie. <laughs> no, Dutchish Marshall. No, Sean Connery was Alec Baldwin. You're, that's a common misconception. <laughs> no, Alec Baldwin was Peter Harrison Chief. Ford. <laughs>